0: Welcome to the K2 sales podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a kind or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business your territory or with your team. So you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, time to time, I come on here and uh, record a solo podcast and share what I'm seeing in the industry. So I wanted to talk to you today about the importance of setting expectations with our buyers. And this is from all stages of the buyer's journey. So um, earlier, that top of funnel, middle and at the end. And the reason is, you know, we don't we don't actually know where they're at when we're they're entering the journey. So it's really important to set expectations, clear expectations so there's an alignment, there's role clarity. We're we're making it safe for them to even start engaging with us. And then we have to manage the expectations as we go. So we're not saying something and, and doing something different and, and then there's an incongruence and they feel it. When you think about early on in the sales process, you know, especially if we're outbound prospecting and we are connecting and we, you know, we have a call with our our prospect and we're trying to do some qualification and some discovery. And imagine the state they're in. You know, they're probably a little bit less engaged. They're guarded. They've been prospected out to. They're not coming to us. So it is outbound. So, you know, what can we do to de-risk it, to create a safe space and just let them know, you know, if this isn't a good fit, like we're, we're happy to part ways. We're not cornering you and making you buy something you don't want to buy. So I, I feel that when you can set clear expectations at this level of what this first call looks like, what is the purpose? And, and really having that upfront contract is, you know, typically when we first engage, the purpose is to learn a little bit about your business, understand your priorities, you know, some of the challenges you're facing in the last three to six months, what you've tried, whatever your your purpose is, and then you know, share a little bit about what we do, how we've helped others in similar situations, and then at the end of the call, we decide together if it makes sense to continuing. How does this sound to you? And get their approval agree to it. And really when you can set that upfront purpose, they they all of a sudden relax and, and think to themselves, okay, I have an out here. Everybody always wants an escape back door so they know they can run to. And so you've given them that. So right away, you're setting expectations of what they can expect. Um, they're going to go first, talk a little bit about, even you can say, I'm going to have a few questions for you if you don't mind. Again, letting them know it's coming. When people know what's coming their way, they're more primed, they're more apt to participate versus, you know, calling them on the spot. So just really being clear up front. Now, another area is, um, you know, we always want to sell those next steps. So we all, every engagement we should be advancing. We don't want to continue because we lose momentum. So, you know, how can we sell that next step? And a lot of times we use stories. Uh, we try to do some social proofing but what I see is sometimes pe- people social proof, you know, too far along the journey. So if they're in that first awareness phase, the first call, you know, and you start storytelling or sharing what the partnership looks like, you know, at signing in your prospect's eyes, they're, they're thinking, well, I'm only at stage one here. You're, you're jumping till eight or nine. So how can we paint a picture of just that next step? So they know, okay, so typically after this call, you know, this is what you can expect. And, you know, we do this. And the reason why we do this, so you're always a few steps ahead. So they they know where they're at, but they know where they're going. And when people know where they're going, again, like a road trip, they're more open to going along, but nobody likes to be surprised. So absolutely sell the next few steps. Let them know that this isn't your first, you know, rodeo. You've done this before. They're in good, capable hands. But it allows them to also start thinking, OK, you know, this is going good. I like what I'm hearing. Who else needs to be on this next call? Who else do we need to engage? What questions do I have? So when you're always selling two or three steps ahead, you're bringing them along to start uh, foreshadowing and be forward thinking as to in the future as well, which is good. And when they're doing that, it also shows intent. So that that's a good sign. I would just say if, you, if you're going to do some storytelling, you know, typically after this call, we do this and customers in similar positions, some of the questions they had or some of the things they prepared for the next meeting or that we asked them, whatever you're going to share, don't share too far along the journey because it scares them away. They're thinking, well, we're only here. Why are we jumping too far ahead? You're moving too fast and we definitely want to meet them where they're at, but then walk down this journey together. So uh, that's at that beginning phase, and it's really important at the beginning because they haven't fully committed to engage with you in a, in a dance or along the process yet. So we definitely want to tread delicately, use you know, non-assumptive language, de-risk everything to create a safe space, and let them know everything you're going to do before you do it so that they are primed, they're ready, and then you start seeing a bit of traction. Okay, they're coming along, okay. They're starting to ask these questions and you start seeing a little bit more of their motivation, of um, their intention. But when you move too quickly and you're thinking about one person and perhaps a little bit of commission, you know, you lose them very quickly. So in those very beginning stages, we we want to be very careful that we are leading with their best interest and we are very clear on where we're trying to take them and why. So context is everything here. So the reason why I'm asking this question, the reason why we ask you to fill out this document, the reason why we need your baseline assessment is, and then, okay, you start disarming them. So that's very top of funnel. When you look in the mid part, you know, you've got got some buy-in, you might have a few additional players now come to the table and this is a great opportunity to start anticipating questions and even poking holes a little bit and saying, you know, so this is something you've never done before. So imagine, you know, well, we're three months in and you know, who's gonna manage the system? Uh, Who's gonna track the CQI, the reporting capability? Who's gonna do this? What are your plans for this? So you're really just getting them again, thinking about things beyond where they're at right now. Because if this is a change in process for them, You know, they may have to hire a new headcount. They may have to change or update policy and procedure. So if you are the person or the company that's asking them or making them aware of these changes, you know, you're educating them. And everyone's looking for a trusted advisor. And that's what you do. You're offering counsel. You're guiding them. And they need it. And in the absence of that, when things, you know, are up and running and they go to run a report or they go to do something that's a new process, and you're nowhere to be found, they're going to be chasing you and it's not going to be in a good way. So how can you start poking hole, you know, leaning into your curiosity and your creativity and just start asking questions and even offering and sharing what, how others have adopted these new policies, these new procedures, again, storytelling to what they did to really invite your prospect to see themselves and their customers uh, through their, you know, see themselves in that story so that they recognize, okay, we're not alone. A lot of people Have embarked on this, you know, in uncharted waters because sometimes we don't want to be the guinea pig, and it's very easy to stay, you know, to maintain in status quo. But to get that commitment to change, you know, we need to show them what those next steps are, and really paint a picture for them as to what's coming. So again, the, the thing to be mindful here is not to paint a picture of too many steps ahead. Because depending on where they are, depending on past experiences, depending on their level of experience, you might scare them away. Depending on their level of engagement, and they might be, you know, aligned with you and responding to everything, but sometimes you, they drop off a little bit. And again, this is a great opportunity for you to reach back out and just say, you know, um, some of the, the next phases or questions that have come up have been this, at this stage. So Usually they're dropping off because they're lost. There's some something that's not clear. Those next steps, there's questions that haven't been answered. And the reason I know this is because I'm in an exact situation right now with the company, and I I can't see those next the final next steps. And I want to buy, but I can't see them. Nobody's reaching out to me, and they're making it very difficult for me to buy. So our role as salespeople is to facilitate a buying decision. So if you're getting a choke in the flow, if there's obstruction, if there's a bit of ghosting going on, most likely they don't have the full picture here. So how can you anticipate having, knowing the process, knowing the path that other successful customers have taken to go from A to Z, think about what, where where are they stuck at? What do they need to move to the next step and really start? You know, sharing that with them either via video, uh, storytelling, pick up the phone, send an email. But chances are, that's what happened. They're stuck, and they can't move forward because they're they're not comfortable spending all this money not fully being aware if it's going to do what it says so there's there's pieces missing so definitely if you can anticipate questions uh, share case studies make it easy for them to get past that resistance because something's holding it back so the the gold standard there is to get in front of it with them on the phone if you don't sometimes they go a little dark on you and uh, the deal stalls, which is what's going on in my case with me as the customer. So it's frustrating when you want to buy and <laughs> and they're making it harder, it's not good and then when we move to the end of the sales process, uh, the buyer's journey, and you know you've you've gone through that awareness, you've helped them acknowledge um, that they their challenge the impact, um, you've made very clear you know role clarity, set expectations of what they can expect not too far ahead. We've moved into the middle where we're anticipating questions. We're poking a few holes to really educate them and let them know, you know, what's different um, from what they're doing today. Are they going to hire? What resources are going to need? What's the timeline? To really, um, you know, prevent the balls falling from the air because this isn't this is new area for them, new ground. And then at the end, you know, a lot of people once you sign that deal, you know, you're out of sight, out of mind. And so, recommendation here is how can you provide post. Implementation, post go live, whatever your languages support, to say like we have a meeting, you know, one, three, six months after, whatever your frequency is, to really start checking and ensuring that whatever you know, if you had proof of concept, same kind of metrics, if you have these deliverables, we're going to ensure that you're meeting them. We're going to ensure that you know the targets we designed together are being met. If there's any questions, any follow up along the way, so that again, you want to get in front of these so that you can create. A satisfied clients so they in turn can tell their friends and colleagues and, and create a referral partner for you. But too often as you get the PO and you're off to the bank and you're running, you're running, clicking your heels, but how can you be there for the long game and support them well beyond the go live, the implementation, the start date, whatever your terminology is, and really set those expectations at the beginning, letting them know that you're entering a partnership here. We are not a vendor. And you know, if your success is our success. So if if this system is not supporting you, it's not delivering the outcomes you're looking for, we, we also are failing here because we can't, we can't use you as a reference. We can't have a testimonial and we pride ourselves on that. So be that, create that difference and really set those expectations, but then deliver on them. So after the fact, you know, are you there for them? Are you helping them, you know, run reports? What does that look like? What's the frequency? Can you set things up? Um, Can you give them benchmarks and really hold their hand to ensure that the adoption is high and that they're getting the deliverables that they're that they expected? So that again, you're benefiting when they start telling their friends and you know their people are noticing their success, and you are part of the reason um, that that you know they're attributing it to. So, really short short episode today, but just really wanted to highlight you know our role as salespeople, the the critical importance of setting and maintaining expectations um every you have sophisticated and unsophisticated buyers and depending on what one you have you really need to hold their hand you need to de-risk the situation for them otherwise it's so easy for them to drop off and just say you know what we've done it this way all the time We'll it will just be fine they'll duct tape whatever they're doing and status quo wins again. So we have to be that interrupter, educate them, hold their hand, and set the expectations and paint the picture for them of, you know, the current step, but two or three steps ahead, not too, too far ahead, that's going to scare them away and think, oh, no. And then, you know, they're always aware of where you're taking them, and they are more willing to go there on the journey with you. So that sums up our episode on setting expectations from the beginning, middle, and end of the buyer's journey. If you enjoyed this, please feel free to like, share with your colleagues um, or someone you feel would benefit from this. If you have any ideas for guests on the K2 Sales Podcast, please reach out to us at info at k2perform.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling.